Episode 133 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet, welcoming our newest sponsor. Order your custom wedding and birthday cakes or indulge in one of life's great pleasures, eating dessert and many desserts. That's what they have at Lafrenet, like you've never tasted before. And I'm sure you have already because they are a Montreal institution. So you know exactly what I mean. I'm just here to remind you to check out Les Delices Lafrenet. This is the drive-by with Freeway Frank. The drive-by podcast is brought to you by Own Space. Hey, what's happening? It's episode 133 of the drive-by podcast. My name is Freeway Frank. And I came straight from doing a gig tonight where uh, I was wearing, well, I'm wearing like a sports jacket, a suit pretty much. And so I'm really uncomfortable because usually I'm wearing, you know, sneakers and a t-shirt and I'm relaxed. But tonight I feel like restricted. You know when you, know when you go to a wedding? I was just talking about wedding cakes. Let's be honest. Most people at your wedding are just there because they're celebrating in your moment. Of course, they're happy to be there, et cetera, et cetera. But the only two people that really care are the bride and groom. That's just the way it is. For everyone else, like you ever sitting at a table, and I don't know if women feel the same thing when they're all dressed up. I think women are just different creatures. You know, they're wearing their beautiful dresses. They're at a wedding. They're looking good. Guys, we're wearing our shirts. We're sweating, especially depending on the time of the year, because most people in my culture are not having weddings in the wintertime. So it's like you know, July, August, September, except for this year, it just felt like every time I went to a wedding this year, the weather was crap, which was great because I look ahead at the weather and say, oh, it's only going to be 19 degrees <laughs> in July or August. This is going to be great because you get, you know, you wear the, the sports jacket, you wear the tie and you're instantly uncomfortable. Right, and now more and more guys now don't wear ties anymore. They just have the open collar. But it's just it's an it's an uncomfortable experience for me. The minute I get to a wedding, I, honestly, then I start having fun because you're hanging out with people, you're enjoying the moment, whatever. But back of my mind, I can't wait to get out because you can't wait to get out of your your pants, your your scarpines, your your nice shoes, right? Your as they would call the the Sunday shoes back in the day. And uh, then you got your belt on. Then you got to loosen the belt because you're eating too much. Your shirt's a little tight, but it's not a comfortable experience. So here I am doing the podcast late night in my studio. And I was going to bring a change of clothes, but then I was too lazy to go back upstairs, grab all my stuff, get running shoes. Then I have to change. And for what? For what? I could, I, I could do it. Let's do it. <laughs> How long was that? <laughs> what an intro. On today's podcast, I wanted to, to kick it off by saying that there continues to be a lot of delusional people on social media. What do I mean by that? Well, in 2023, more than ever, like I remember back in the day, and this was before social media, people would lie. It was just easier to lie. Now people can see right through you because they can literally go on your social media page, whatever it is, Instagram and Facebook, and see what you actually do. They could go on LinkedIn, and unless you have some fake LinkedIn 
page set up, which is almost impossible to do, right? Because someone's going to find out you're not actually at that company or you're not actually vice president of whatever. They know everything about you. Everybody shares their life on social media and everybody's on LinkedIn. I think I'm the only person not on LinkedIn, but why am I going to go on LinkedIn? What job do I have? I do this podcast. I guess I could put down that I do this podcast. So I'm not on LinkedIn, but everybody else is on LinkedIn. So basically, you can find out everything about pretty much anyone these days by just Googling or going on and finding stuff out about them on LinkedIn. We know exactly what you do for a living. So back in the day, you can actually pull off making shit up, telling uh, women when you meet them, you're a doctor, you're an ER doctor, whatever, whatever the case is. They had nothing on you. If, if you could speak and put two sentences together, you could probably pull it off. And guys already always did that. And it wasn't only to pick up women, by the way. They, they did this because for whatever reason, they were insecure. I knew so many guys who were like engineers, but meanwhile, had barely gotten out of high school, if that. You know, flunked a grade or two during high school. Even who fails, who flunks in grade school? A, a lot of people that I knew back in the day, all of a sudden then, they're engineers. I'm like, you didn't go to school. You didn't go to university. How could you be an engineer? Well, in 2023 now, it's hard to lie. People can find out everything about you right away. So it's harder to say nowadays you're an engineer because people will search and say, hey, Frank, uh, you're not an engineer. But... I find a lot of the younger generation kind of juicing up what they do. That you could do because anyone could make up a position, right? And like, in other words, you might not be an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer, but if you're on social media and maybe, or maybe you have your own OnlyFans, this is an epidemic, by the way, nowadays. People on OnlyFans, especially women on OnlyFans, because I, I don't see any other, I don't see any guys on OnlyFans. Not that I go on OnlyFans or, or anything like that, but there's women on OnlyFans. There's a lot of shit going on there. There's a lot of stuff happening on OnlyFans. We know what happens on OnlyFans. If you're on OnlyFans, you're taking off your clothes, you're exposing yourself, you're doing things. I think now is, are, are they allowed to do more on OnlyFans? I don't know. As I said, I've never paid, never gone on there. The minute, you know, you go on, and I have gone on, obviously, in the past to check out, oh, is this person has an OnlyFans? Then you go, and they ask for a subscription. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to pay for a subscription. I don't really care. It's like, oh, okay, it's not free. All right, you move on. But any woman on OnlyFans nowadays, right, thinks, and especially here in Quebec, where I live, you're an influencers. You hear that all the time. And influencer and what do you do uh, influencers I'm an influencer uh, but but you're not because your ass is sticking out right and uh, uh, we could see everything we could see the camel toe we could see everything happening your boobs are sticking out uh, we may have even seen you with your boyfriend on camera uh, you're not an influencers you're a porn star but for some reason they can't get those words out Je fais du porno. I'm a porn star. Well, that's what you are. And a lot of Quebecois porn stars, they're afraid to say they're porn stars. But it's clear as day. You can search it anywhere. They're having sex on camera for money. So <laughs> it's one of two things. Either you're working 
and publishing it, or you're doing it on an amateur level but still getting paid on OnlyFans, and there's a word for that. It's porn star, whichever way you look at it. Now, I, I don't know if a lot of these girls are in denial, don't want their parents to know, so when they end up going on some of these Quebec shows, Quebec podcasts, c'est toujours l'influenceurs. I'm an influencer. Uh, no, no. What? Are, yeah, you're influencing men and uh, other women too uh, to get off on you doing what you're doing. Okay, that's the only thing you're influencing. You're influencing excitement. You're in, influencing uh, hard-ons. You're you're influencing um, horniness. That's what you're doing. You're not an influencer. You're a porn star. Because you shouldn't be embarrassed, even if you do something like that, even if you take off your clothes for a living, you're a stripper and all that, whatever it is that you do, don't deny it. Everyone can see it, and they could see it for all of eternity. It'll always be up there. It will never be deleted. You're only kidding yourself. You're not an influencer. It's, it's a French thing. It's because it's always a French influencer, right, that ends up on one of these shows And, and then I see it, not that I watch these shows, but they come up on Instagram or they're shared on Facebook or, or Instagram via TikTok, whatever, and I see them and it, it just makes me laugh. Own it. Whatever it is that you do, own it. And there's nothing wrong with doing what you do. If you choose to do it and you're happy and it makes you happy and it makes you money, go ahead and do it. Might not be my cup of tea, might not be someone else's cup of tea, but let it be, right? Stop trying to fool people and... And uh, delude yourself. We, we know what you're doing. Well, this thing now we're looking at what? Because I, I don't remember it before COVID. It started to happen when people couldn't go to restaurants and they would order food. They would go to the restaurant and order food. And because the tipping staff, I mean, there was no servers, right? There were no, this is before when things were shut down and, and you couldn't go sit down in a restaurant for a while, for several months. You ended up going up to buy something, restaurant, whatever, and they'd always have, when you pay on your ATM, your Interact, whatever, your Visa, the little message would come out before if you wanted to tip. And the reason why they did that, you know, during the pandemic was so that staff that would usually be serving people at the restaurant, now working in the back or doing whatever the heck they were doing, can still make tips because it was a hard time for everybody. During the times that we were going through, people were, I think, a lot more generous. The interest rates were still really low. People weren't suffering like they are now where everybody's a, you know, living at an 80%, 90% debt ceiling according to statistics from, I think, StatCan or whoever it is. It's nuts. People are buying, I heard tonight, people are, are buying their groceries at, at dollar stores to save money. And we know that's not good, right? We don't know <laughs> the food they sell there is, is healthy for you, but that's what, where we're at. Honestly, here in Canada, that's where we're at. And it's really sad that people are doing this or people are shopping on the day of or the day before they know cheeses, whatever you're buying, meats are going to expire and they lower the prices. You know, some grocery stores will do that. It's really sad. This is, a, this is where... We're at in Canada right now. Okay, so we know things are bad, but, but, but considering how bad things are and considering we're no longer in the last three years, 
Why is it that when you are paying for something, this has happened to me already twice this week. This is the reason why I'm bringing it up. And they ask, you know, you're at a restaurant and you're picking up food, right? And you're paying there or you're, you're leaving and you got no service. You're just there buying something and that tip thing comes out, whether you want to give 15%, 18%, 20%, 25%, and they've done absolutely zilch, nothing, nada. And I saw a meme about this earlier this week. The cashier, when I pressed no tip after, all they did was spin the iPad around. That's all they did. All they did was spin the iPad around. You do your little beep, you pay. <laughs> that's where it begins, and that's where it should end. But no, that little message has to come up as to how much you want to tip. And it always bewilders me. I'm sure it does the same for you where for a second you're just thinking it's like your mind playing games with you. But when in, in actuality, they're effing with you, the establishment, wherever you are, right? Because now you got to think, I got a tip here. And my brain is like, it just stops functioning. And I looked down, I was like, 15%, 18%. 20 or 25%, uh, what, am I what did I just miss here? What am I tipping exactly? Because, and uh, no, zero, whatever, the, no tip. I think it says no tip, no tip for you. At the bottom, there's, there's something that, that says no tip or zero, whatever. That's what I press. And I'm not trying to be an a-hole, but why am I tipping for absolutely no service? Now, as I said, during those years, Felt bad. A lot of people had lost their jobs. We were going through a tough time. Everybody was. They, remember, they had said, you know, we're doing this because there's still people working in the back and all this. And, and so, okay, so whatever we went through during that time, we may necess not necessarily have felt obligated to tip, but we did because we felt bad. Some of us did. I didn't always do it. Every now and then I put something because I felt bad. I was there. I just felt bad. But why is it the consumer's responsibility to tip when you are getting absolutely zero service? Okay, I told you about the meme. The cashier's face when I press no tip after all they did was spin the iPad around. Like there's literally nothing they deserve a tip for. You hear sometimes people in the service industry say, well, it's because my employer or boss... Uh, we don't get paid enough by it. But look, at the end of the day, and I know times are tough, but your employer is who you should be complaining to. And you shouldn't be expecting consumers to cover your tips. To me, if I was a business owner, I would be embarrassed to put my customers in that situation. And look, I've talked about this before on this podcast. You go to Walmart you go to, I mean, you name it. Today I was at another grocery store, uh, Walmart another day. You name it, it could be Sobeys in Ontario. Is there about a month ago. Wherever you are, anytime you pay, you check out and you pay. The, they ask you to make a donation to some kind of charity. Listen, times are tough. We know things are tough. We think things are more expensive. What did they say this week going to Thanksgiving that a turkey is up to $100 for a turkey? These are tough times. If you're a big company, that's why I can't respect any of these big companies. They can't let go.
yeah, we're going to get the people that spend a gazillion dollars with us already, grocery prices soaring through the roof, and we're going to still ask them to make a one, two, three, or five dollar donation to some charity that we support. I mean, it just pisses me off. And then, you don't know, sometimes you're pressing the buttons, and I think they do it in a way to confuse you. All these numbers come up, right? Uh, what am I pressing here? And all I'm looking for is no. <laughs> it's not a trick question, but sometimes there's so many choices. I Can I just pay for my bill and go home? All right, and can I just pay for my bill and not tip on, on something that I didn't get anything for in return? Like, we're fed up, honestly. I, I, well, I'm fed up. Uh, supply chain, uh, prices uh, out of control. It's, uh, you know, farmers are, uh, I mean, I feel bad, uh, obviously, for all those people, but the, but the grocery stores, in the end, they never lose, you know? <laughs> Do you feel bad for any grocery stores? No. They just keep getting bigger and bigger. They never lose. The farmer loses out. The producers lose out. The small businesses that provide some of these things lose out. Not, uh, the, you know, the person who comes and buys their groceries, they lose. Everybody's in a losing situation except these big companies. Which brings me to my next thing. We'll get back to episode 133 of the Drive-By Podcast. But first, welcoming my newest sponsor and great to have them on board and truly thankful for their support, Les Delices Lafrenet. You can't think, especially in the Montreal area, you can't think desserts, cake, pastries, and not, and not first of all, thinking of any of those things, it's a mouth-watering experience, right? But it, you know what? It's a guaranteed mouth-watering experience when you're about to bite into one of Lafrenet's pastries, cannolis, lobster tails. When you're not even there and you don't even see them and they're not even in front of you yet and you're just thinking about them like me right now, like biting into one of those and your mouth starts to water, you know, you know, you got a business there. And these guys have been doing this for decades and decades and decades. It happens to me every time I think about any of their fantastic pastries, cakes, and other Italian products. Now, I have to alternate what I buy every time I go there. Because if I'm buying cakes, you know, if I were, my go-to is the strawberry shortcake. But then I know that I like the cappuccino cake. So what I do is, okay, this this time, it's the shortcake. Next time, cappuccino cake. Next time, whatever. I switch. It's like, it, because there, there's so many and they're so good. So it's just a reminder. Check them out today. Head into one of their five Montreal locations, including my home location, La Frenet. Brossard. It's Les Delices Lafrenet. Ever tried to end, this happened to my sister the other day, ever tried to end your cable services and they won't let you? This happened to me about two months ago. My mom went to live with my sister, so we had to, um, I had to end services with this cable company. And I would say the name, but it's irrelevant because they're all the same. I'm telling you, they took me on a roller coaster ride up, down, all around. I don't know. I couldn't. Have you ever tried to get rid of your home phone or just your cable? Because who has? I mean, if you still have cable, you got to be over 60 years old, which is not old, by the way, because anyone under that, and even so, there's so many hip 60-year-olds, 70-year-olds. There are other alternatives to having cable, and everybody knows what they are. Everyone knows 
a friend of a friend. And what am I advocating? I'm advocating you shouldn't have cable. A friend of mine had cable, and I was in the United States recently, and he was paying $3,600 a year for television. Can you imagine? So I was like, okay, listen, I'm going to help you out here, and I'm going to give you some advice and tips, and we're going to bring down that total from 3600 to almost nothing. Are you with me? And uh, what had to be done was done, and he ended his, his cable service. Well, but my sister tried to do the same thing last week. He took her on a tilt-a-whirl, and she said, Frank, they wouldn't let me do it. And I said, no, that's when you call the supervisor. Yeah, they wouldn't put the supervisor on the phone. I think their head office, some of these, right, or their phone center is in India. And, like, you know, they all follow scripts, right? It's like in the, in the old days when they tried to sell you papers on, on uh, newspapers on the phone. They had a script. And if the customer says yes, you go here. If the customer says no, you go here. If the customer says maybe one day, there's, like, there's basically a page for any possibility. Whatever the customer says, they have a custom reply. It's almost impossible to get rid of. I mean, you just got to keep them on the phone. And, um, and like, I think I threatened the guy. I said something like, if you do not do this, I'm going to take your name right now. And I'm going to call, you know, consumer protect, whatever I said. And, and, and it ended. I was able to end my mom's cable service. Because she really was going over to my sister's and she already had a, a cable service and i even told my sister and yours now because too because this is ridiculous there's people paying two thousand you know even a thousand dollars a year people still have home phones i get it when you have an elderly parent and they don't know better they're from another generation they just want their their old you know phone regular home line i get it but then after that no young person nobody nobody who grew up in the 80s, 90s, even 70s, like nobody hip. If you've got Netflix and you've got Spotify and you're hip, you should not have cable. It's mind-boggling to me considering what they give you in return for the money that you're paying and then what's available out there. I mean, just with YouTube, I feel like nowadays all I watch is YouTube and you know, my on-demand, whatever the case is, Netflix, whatever. That's it. I don't need cable. I mean, when was the last time? I know somebody said to me, Frank, I always watch the evening news. I'm like, how old are you? 86? The evening news? I don't remember the last time I put on local evening news. I don't even know. I, I imagine the people who are still anchors on these stations, local stations, are the same ones from when I was growing up. There's no doubt in my mind. But... Who still watches local television? I don't know. There are some markets, some cities where it's still a big thing, but it's a big thing with older people, right? Younger people, nobody's watching local news. And you can't even follow local Instagram pages via social media anymore from any of these news sources because of the bill here in Canada. So you can't even see these news outlets. And those are the people you need to, to get to or the younger generation who are on Instagram. And they can't even see the news on there. So you think they're going to go turn on a television? This is, to me, the biggest scam. Speaking of scams, we were speaking of scams before. This, to me, is the biggest scam. And you got to do it today, meaning end it today. The amount of money you will save, I mean, they are robbing people blind. 
how anyone could pay two, three hundred dollars a month for television, you got to do the research and you got to stop paying that money. Before ending this podcast, something that I would never be aware of in the past, and then I, I saw this doctor on, on, it was a TikTok video, but I'm not on TikTok because I refuse to go on there, but and, and you see them on Instagram, right? Sometimes I see TikTok videos on Instagram, and she has a plate. This doctor has, I'm going to play the clip. She has a plate of poop. Okay, It's fake poop, but she has all different styles and kinds of poops, and poop as in crap, and the, the, the poop that comes out of it. All of us, okay? Because uh, uh, your shit does stink and my shit does stink. We, we all do that, okay? It doesn't matter how famous, popular you think you are, I think I am. We're all human at the end of the day. She has a plate. She's holding a plate of poop one day, and I'm like, what is she doing? And she's showing examples of if you have this kind of poop, this is what it means. If you have this style of poop or color of poop, this is what it means. Now, this might sound disgusting to you, but when you get older... You start noticing things you'd never noticed before. Maybe because you have more time on your hands or maybe because these things in the past never took up time because why would you be thinking or looking down at your poop? But as years go by, you get paranoid about certain things. So this doctor eloquently goes through a synopsis. Here are three tips for a healthy poop. So if your poop looks like this, that is a healthy poop. If it's an S-shaped dark sinker, also a healthy poop. However, if your poop is looking like this, those little balls, that is severe constipation. If it's a lighter colored poop and it's floating, that could indicate that you've got some liver and gallbladder issues that need to be addressed. So here are my tips for that healthier poop. Number one, if you do have that constipation, do that ileocecal valve massage. It's something that I share in other posts. Search it up you will love that helps to get things moving tip number two increase your fiber in your diet adults should be getting at least 25 to 30 grams of fiber daily and tip number three for your liver and your gallbladder health consider taking a turmeric supplement with a high concentration of curcumin that active component to help with liver and gallbladder function isn't that amazing <laughs> I was like, wow, that's incredible. And then now I have to think to myself, okay, which ones came out of me recently and what do they mean? All things that didn't even, it went down with the toilet paper. Back in the day when you're young, you're not even thinking about that stuff. But all these things mean something. Of course they do. A pretty good indication of what's going on with your health and with your body. And on that note... Thank you so much. Really appreciate you listening to episode 133 of the Drive-By Podcast. It is sponsored by Les Delices Lafreniere, Montreal Dessert and Bakery Institution. You need a birthday cake, they've got it. And I'm talking like just not, they have, of course, regular birthday cakes, but I'm talking about custom ones with things that the birthday boy or girl like and one on their cake and some of their hobbies and hockey themed or whatever themed, they'll do it for you. Custom wedding cake. They did my wedding cake back in the day. I think it was called stuff wanted a, was it a naked cake? Naked cake? I, this could be the most ridiculous thing I've said on this podcast, but something like that. And, and they did it and it was fabulous. They do it all. Whatever you need, whatever you want. It's a piece of a delicious art celebrating all of your incredible life moments at Les Delices 
Lefrenet, my newest sponsor. Five Montreal locations to serve you. Check them out online. LesDelicesLefrenet.com Really appreciate you listening to this podcast and episode 133. Give it a five-star rating on Spotify or review or comment on Apple. Check out any of the past episodes available on the YouTube Drive-By podcast page. And I'll catch you again for episode 134 coming up next week. Thank you so much. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace.